0: Listening to a Sharesies podcast.
1: Today on Recap, a dry year bites into Mercury's earnings.
0: Rural services company PGG writes in reports on its full year financials.
1: And Pfizer and BioNTech submit data to the FDA seeking approval for a COVID 19 booster shot.
0: It's Tuesday the 17th of August, you are listening to Recap.
1: Tēnāi koutou katoa. I'm Jose. I'm a video and podcast producer at Sharesies.
0: And I'm Alice, I'm a financial analyst at Sharesies.
1: Sharesies is a wealth development platform, in case you were wondering, where our purpose is to create the most financially empowered generation.
0: We're here to recap some of the events shaping the share markets today, so that you can be a more informed investor in around 10 minutes or so.
1: Now before we get started, please listen to this important message.
0: Investing involves risk. You aren't guaranteed to make money and you might lose the money you started with.
1: Any information we provide is general only and current at the time.
0: If you're looking for help with your investment choices, we recommend talking to a licensed financial advice provider.
1: Now, Alice, I don't want to screw around. I just want to get in and uh, see what's been happening locally today.
0: Okay. Uh, Well, we have been chatting about the financial results of a few NZX listed companies lately. We certainly have. And a couple more companies released their financial results today. Um, Among them was PGG Wrightson.
1: PGG Wrightson, Uh, they are the uh, Rural Services Group, right? I used to know them as Wrightsons.
0: Uh, Yeah, correct. They are an agricultural business. Uh, They sell products and services related to the rural sector, ranging from rural supplies and water packages uh, to livestock, real estate and even insurance.
1: Right, so they've moved on from uh, just red tabs basically Uh, Which is good to see. And the results were for their full financial year. How did they go? Uh,
0: Yeah, that's right. So their results were for the year ended 30th of June 2021. Uh, Now, they reported growth in revenue, um, about an 8% increase on last year to just under $878 million. And their profit after tax came in at $22.7 million. This was up about $15 million on last year.
1: Now I remember about a month ago on Recap we talked about guidance that PGG writes and gave on how it thought it would go this financial year. How did they stack up to that guidance that they gave back then?
0: Uh, so now that metric that they provided guidance hmm. on is their underlying of- operating profit figure. Uh, now that's before a Uh, taking off a bunch of other expenses Mm. including interest, costs, tax, depreciation and amortisation among a couple of other things. Um, Now they had indicated back in July uh, that they expected this figure called operating EBITDA uh, to be around $56 million and that's exactly what it came in at, um, directly in line with their guidance at $56 million um, which is a 33% increase on last year.
1: And what did BGG writes and say about these results?
0: Uh, Now their chairman, Roger Finnelly, said, quote, Our team and the business have again proved that they are leaders in the field in supporting our customers, the agri-sector and rural communities to deliver an excellent result, unquote.
1: And did they say anything about the year ahead?
0: The chairman said that the outlook is positive in the rural sector and that looking ahead, the board is confident that uh, PGG Wrightson is well-placed to continue to grow. Um, However, he did also warn that there remains a degree of uncertainty globally uh, with geopolitical risks as well as new variants uh, emerging with COVID-19. Specifically, he indicated that the pandemic will continue to impact consumer markets and global supply chains.
1: Thanks very much Alice but uh, time to return to what is a continuing theme lately here on Recap
0: Uh, Let me guess, you're talking about news around electricity companies
1: Yes indeed, since the blackouts a week ago we've seen company agreements yesterday Contact Energy released their financials which saw a jump in their profits and today it is the turn of Mercury New Zealand Limited to give their full name
0: Uh, Now did Mercury see the same kind of growth as Contact?
1: Well it was a bit of a different vibe from contact yesterday so mercury's net profit was down 32.5% uh, from 207 million to $141 million. Now the EBITDAF, or pre-tax profit, as we talked about before, uh, was down from $494 million to $463 million. Uh, Revenue did increase, though, by $15.7 million to $2 billion.
0: I remember yesterday, our Contact was talking about challenges they they faced during the financial year. I think you talked about gas mm. shortage shortages and a dry year. So what did Mercury face?
1: Yeah, so Mercury, firstly, Mercury's geothermal plant in Kaulura was shut down for two weeks in June due to a fault. So that cut into uh, the amount of electricity they could generate. Secondly, as we were saying yesterday, as you pointed out, dry weather has meant that there's less water pouring into Mercury's hydro stations. Now, uh, as we said yesterday, that had pushed power prices up, which has affected Mercury's bottom line as they've sought to buy power from other retailers to make up for the shortfall.
0: OK, now did they give any update on payouts to shareholders?
1: Yes, they did. They announced a full-year dividend of $0.17 cents per share. That's up on their 2020 dividend of $0.15.8. Cents. Uh, they also offered up profit guidance for this year to reach uh, $590 million. Now, that's based on assets from the wind farm company Tilt Renewables, which they purchased earlier this year. And it's also based on the fact they're opening up a new wind farm uh, soon, uh, to Turitia, near uh, Palmerston North. But uh, let's move over to the US And with news today of a community COVID case in Auckland This next story might be very pertinent
0: This next news story is from the US But it is related to COVID and the pandemic It's about Pfizer and uh, BioNTech
1: Right, they need uh, no introduction We know who these companies are They've become absolute household names over the past year
0: Yeah, exactly. I mean, a year ago, I hadn't even heard of Pfizer or BioNTech. But now, as you say, their household names, um, they're they're known for creating one of the COVID-19 vaccines.
1: Right. So what was the news today?
0: Uh, So the two companies said that they have submitted early stage clinical trial data to the Food and Drug Association or FDA as part of their application to get approval to give COVID-19 booster shots in the US. Um, so, So basically they have to get FDA approval before they can roll this out.
1: Yeah, it was always great to actually work out that the FDA actually did exist and wasn't just like something that was said on like police movies in the US, set in America.
0: You know it is legit. I, yeah,
1: yeah. <laughs> I'm sure it is. <laughs> uh, I thought that they, however, got some, uh, that, when I say they, I mean um, uh, Pfizer and Bi- uh, BioNTech, I thought they had got some type of approval for a booster shot just last week.
0: Yeah, you're not wrong. Um, Now on Friday, um, Pfizer and Moderna, that's Mm. another company that's developed a, a vaccine, they got um, their final sign-offs to give booster shots to people who are immunocompromised. So this was an emergency authorisation. Mm. Um, this application that we're talking about today is related to giving booster shots in the US for the general population over the age of 16.
1: And what did Pfizer and BioNTech say about their results from the clinical trial?
0: Uh, so they said that the data they've seen today suggests a third dose of their vaccine elicits antibody levels that exceed those seen after the two vo- two doses of the vaccine. Uh, Now the data they submitted today was for phase one of the clinical trial, from what I understand is three phases. Uh, Now they're waiting on the results of the third phase in the clinical trial, uh, which they said are expected shortly and will be submitted to the FDA.
1: So what does it mean for Pfizer if the process keeps going and they ultimately um, get approval for the general administration of the booster shot?
0: Well, I mean, at the end of the day, making and selling vaccines is a core part of their business. Uh, In the second quarter of their financial year, from April to June, uh, Pfizer made $7.2 US dollars in revenue from their COVID-19 vaccine. Uh, Now they've described it as one of their key growth drivers in that earnings presentation um, for quarter two. And so with people needing booster shots, that's ultimately going to be adding to their top line. And that was Tuesday, the seventeenth of August. You've been listening to Recap, and thanks for doing so.
1: If you are enjoying what you hear, please, please, please—sound uh, pleading again.
0: You're sounding I- a bit desperate now.
1: <laughs> I just start sweating, you know. Uh, I can't sleep. No, please give us a rating and review on Apple Podcasts. It really does help. Um, but we'll be definitely back tomorrow. I can, I can assure you, we will. <laughs> Have a wonderful evening. Matewa. See you then.